Hey, welcome to the Project Church podcast. My name is Caleb Cole. I'm the lead pastor here at Project Church in downtown Sacramento. And we're so glad that you came to hear this word. We believe this is going to encourage you, build you up, and give you life. So get ready to receive a message from God. Well, hey, church. Great to see you all. How are you doing today? Uh, Man, I'm excited to be sharing from God's word with you. My name is Caleb. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, today is our Miracle Offering Sunday. So if you didn't know what you were coming to, um, today is something we do every year. Uh, Every year, beginning of December, we do our Miracle Sunday offering where we just ask our church, challenge our church to give above and beyond. But not only that, to declare a word over your own life for 2021. So every year we declare a word over our year. We ask you, as you give that offering, that you would declare a word. You would pick a word to declare over your life. And we're going to be doing that today. I'm so excited. In fact, uh, I wore a suit today. Some of y'all didn't know that your pastor can wear a suit. He can dress up. Um, But I wore a suit today because I just, man... I knew we had to get down to business. So I came to do business with Jesus today, okay? So I got a little dressed up. Who's with me? Who's ready to do some business, take care of business in this place? If you have your Bibles, go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. I'm going to read verse 1 through 7 in a moment. So we are in a moment in our country, in our world, where we're experiencing a lot of pressure. In fact, the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities in America, we have that, the CBPP, they said that nearly 24 million adults didn't have enough to eat in their household in the last seven days. That's 10% of all adults in America. They said that one in six renters are now late on their rent. A recent study found that we have actually been set back five years in taking care of global hunger. We were making tremendous strides to end global hunger. In fact, they were saying within 10 years that global hunger would be ended, but because of this pandemic, because people are being less generous, uh, less people are going out and traveling and meeting felt needs, that we have actually been set back five years in the process of ending world hunger. We are in a moment of a lot of pressure, a moment of bad news. In fact, we are bent for bad news. Did you know that? Bad news is the fertilizer that makes fear grow. And the unfortunate thing is we have this, which is a gift, but also a curse, is my phone, if you couldn't tell. And these things give us constant information, and in reality, constant bad news and as we get more and more bad news we become less and less productive we become more and more focused on what's wrong on what should concern us on what should make us fearful and fear is growing in this moment it's probably growing in some of you because I know it's grown in me fear is attacking people who are even doing well Some of you are doing really well. 
You've maybe moved up in your job. Your, your business has been successful. I don't think that's the norm, but some of you are experiencing that. And yet, in moments of fear and uncertainty, our temptation is to grab hold of our stuff. In a moment of fear and uncertainty, we go into the purple tier and suddenly there's no toilet paper left anywhere. Because we got to grab it. This is what we do as human beings. Fear makes us do things we wouldn't normally do. Fear makes us hold on to so much, even while the people around us have little. Fear would make those who have much hold on to stuff while those around us have little. And this is what's happening in this moment. There's a lot of pressure. So I want to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 through 7. But before I do, I want to illustrate kind of where we're at. What happens here in 2 Corinthians is Paul writes to the church in Corinth, and he says, I want to tell you about the church in Macedonia. The church in Macedonia, now in this day, the news traveled very slow. They didn't have newspapers, television outlets, internet, phones. You guys know that. This was 2,000 years ago. They, they didn't communicate information as much, so they didn't know what was happening in all the other towns, areas, communities, um, countries. And so a distance away from, from Jerusalem and Corinth is Macedonia, and Macedonia is experiencing a famine. Now, if you know anything about a famine, a famine is where there's no rain and thus no crops. And when there's no rain and no crops being grown, that means people are starving and literally starving to death. And this is the circumstances that the church in Macedonia finds themselves in. And Paul writes to the church in Corinth to tell them about the church in Macedonia who in a tough circumstance still gives generously. And I wanted us to read this because I think some of us in this moment, we think, man, we're going through a lot, so this isn't a time to be generous. But I think there's no greater time to be generous than right now. Because when the pressure is on, that's when the true church shows up. You know, I, I'm a sports guy, so I love, I love the analogy of sports so often. And, and you know there's some people who step up in the big moments and other people shrink back. And I think the church of Jesus Christ and our church is going to be a church that in the moment of pressure... When the pressure is on, when it feels like we should be afraid, we're going to step up and we're going to act out and step out in faith. So let me illustrate what a famine does. Uh, I want to show you a graph. This is from the country of Sweden. Now, Sweden, um, for those of you uh, that are wondering, why are you showing me Sweden? Sweden has kept some of the greatest historical records over the last few hundred years of what um, has happened when they've encountered natural disasters. And so I wanted to just illustrate to you, just so you understand the idea of a famine, because I don't think we can understand this in our country, and what the church of Macedonia was walking through. So right here, this is COVID-19 deaths. Now this is a projection based on what happened from January through June. This is the amount of deaths compared to the deaths um, of all these other terrible things that happened in their country. Now I'm not showing you this to discount COVID or to say, everybody stop tripping. That's not my goal in this. My, my goal is to show you what a famine does to a group of people so we can understand what the church in Macedonia is going through. This is a famine that they experienced in 1869, which is significantly higher. This was the famine that they experienced in the 1700s. 
So I wanted to illustrate, that's the amount of deaths in their country. I wanted to illustrate it so you can understand, this is what the church in Macedonia is experiencing, a famine where literally people are dying. There's no food, no crops, no water, people are dying. And let me read to you what Paul writes to us about the church in Macedonia, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Accordingly, we urge Titus that as he had stayed or started, so he should complete among you this act of grace. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also, this act of grace of giving. I say this not as a command, I'm not telling you, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that came, though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. Can I pray, Lord, speak to us from your word. God, in this moment of pressure, I believe you want to release power. So God, may you challenge us. May we be stirred in this moment. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth to tell them about this church in Macedonia, this trial they're walking through, um, and, and a struggle that they're in. He says, look, these guys are really struggling, yet their generosity was great. So what I want to challenge us with today, if you remember nothing else, remember this. The pressure of our current circumstances can become a moment of releasing power. You see, we are under pressure right now through these circumstances. And it's not just financial pressure. How many of you know that? Some of you, including myself, have had incredible amounts of stress through this circumstance. You've had anxiety through this circumstance. I've had anxiety. I'm just going to be real with you. I've had fear. We've had fear in this circumstance. Maybe we had mental health issues in this circumstance. And so we're walking through a circumstance that is putting an incredible amount of pressure on us. But I believe when we allow God into our circumstance, he can turn it into a moment of releasing power. He wants to release power through us in these circumstances. So here we go. I'm going to teach you today. You guys okay with that? Let me teach you. Let me teach. If I could grab a marker. Here we go. Everybody give it up for our church online right now. We've got a lot of people watching online. We love you. I hadn't said what's up to you. Over half of our church is still online, and uh, we miss you guys. We're so glad you're still a part of our church. Um, our church has been giving generosity, incredible in this season. As my dad, who was up here earlier, said, um, we've had a record year in the middle of a pandemic. So I'm going to teach on this, but I believe we're already living this. So let me just dive into this text. So we see here that they're, here first, I want to talk to you about pressure. The pressure is our circumstances. 
So we are in a specific set of circumstances. We're all walking through this together. And yet some of our circumstances are different than others. So some of you are experiencing more pressure than others. You've maybe lost your job. Your income's taken a hit. You are doing distance learning with your kids. Come on, y'all know about pressure. Some of you are experiencing more pressure, but pressure is our circumstances. But what are the circumstances of the church in Macedonia? The church in Macedonia was walking through, first, extreme poverty. You see it here emphasized. It says, extreme poverty, a severe test of affliction. I'm just going to shorten that. Of affliction. This is what they're walking through. They're walking through a famine. These are their circumstances. This is the pressure. And you know your circumstances. You know what you're walking through. And let me tell you, that is pressure. Whatever circumstances you find yourself in. But here's what I believe. When we let God into our circumstances, he can turn it into something else. What could be fear, anxiety, stress, discouragement, uh, um, hiding out, just trying to hold on, just trying to survive, God could turn it into a releasing, a, a, a moment of not just surviving but thriving. And so then we come to, and they illustrate, the church in Macedonia shows us, what potential power looks like. You see, potential power is your attitude. Everybody say, attitude. Potential power is your attitude. You see, you can be in a tough circumstance, but with the right attitude, you have potential power within you. What is their attitude? They have, if you go, if you see there in verse number two, they have an abundance of joy. In a severe test of affliction, in extreme poverty, in famine, they have an abundance of joy. That doesn't make sense. But when you have God, it does make sense. Because you know that even when it doesn't seem like it, even when you don't see it, he's working. So an abundance of joy they have. We see that they had a willingness there was a willingness in them. It says that they, they gave of their own accord a willingness. It actually says in verse number four, they were begging us earnestly. Not only was there a willingness, there was a desire. They were begging for it. Let us give. Let us help. Let us meet the needs of others. I know we're going through a lot, but we want to we reach out. We want to help. We want to be a part of something greater than ourselves. You see, potential power is there when the attitude is right. And some of us have had a wrong attitude, a negative attitude, a less than attitude, a lack attitude. And God is right now saying, you just need to shift your perspective. You change your perspective and the potential is there. You don't have any potential if your attitude is that nothing good is going to come out of this. But if your attitude is God's going to work through this, there is power. And then finally, their power 
is released, you see, that's action. Because how many of you know you could be going through circumstances, you could be under pressure, you could shift your perspective and have the right attitude, but when the rubber meets the road, if you don't take action, it's all for naught. I've seen a lot of people that talk the talk. They say all the right things. They, they quote all the Bible verses. But when it comes down to it and it's time to put their money where their mouth is, so to say, they shrink back. They fall back. They grab hold. They live tight-fisted. Or they walk in fear. What does it say the action of the Macedonian church was? It was a wealth. Of generosity a wealth of generosity it says that they gave above you guys see that above their means can you believe that in the middle of extreme poverty severe test affliction famine they go they gave beyond their means now I, I just got to tell you about a soapbox I've been on for years you see I would hear these guys quote you got, you, I just gave 110%. You just got to give 110% every athlete in an interview. You got to give 110%. And I was on a soapbox for years where I'd be like, that's not possible. You can't give more than 100%. And I've been on this soapbox for a decade or more in my life. Every time someone would get, say, give 110%, I say, can't do it. It's not possible. Not real. <laughs> this week. I read this verse and I said, God, I repent because the church in Macedonia gave 110%. They gave above their means. How's that possible? It's not when it's just you. But when you have God, you can give more than you thought was possible. And that's what the church does in Macedonia. They give above their means so I have burned my soapbox I'm gonna walk out of this place every time an athlete says I gave 110% I'm gonna say amen with God and then they gave of their own accord they gave of their own accord what does that mean they gave willingly Nobody forced them. Paul didn't manipulate them. He didn't strong arm them. Just like I'm not here to do to you today. It says they gave of their own accord. I want to illustrate this one more way. I have a tool to help us understand. My son had to show me how to use this because I didn't understand it. But this had me thinking about pressure. You see, pressure is real in this life. And we're all under a lot of pressure right now. Circumstances we found ourselves in have put on a lot of pressure. Some of you are under more pressure than others based on what you're walking through. And I, I was thinking about it this week because I think so often we think about pressure and we think, man, why is God holding me back? 
Why is God holding me back? I mean, God, I had dreams, I had desires, I have plans, and you're holding me back. And there's this pressure that's happening. But we don't realize, and we don't recognize, is that I don't believe that God pushes us into anything. In fact, what I wanted to declare over us today is it's not a pushing that's happening, it's a pulling that's happening. And when we recognize and change our perspective and say, if God is pulling me, that means when he's ready to release me, there's going to be power. You see, some of y'all are scared right now because of the circumstance you find yourselves in. You're scared because of what it is you're walking through because of the uncertainty of your situation. And, and I just wanted to encourage you today in this place that there is pressure on you. There is pressure on this church. But I believe if we say, I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to be patient, God. I'm going to wait on you, God, that the pressure is not a pushing because pushing doesn't do anything. With pushing, there's no power. But when we shift our perspective and say, God is pulling us, and when the release comes, there is truly going to be a power release like we've never seen. It's all about perspective. But God's holding me back. No, maybe he's just waiting for the right moment. Maybe he's just waiting for the right moment to release you. Because when he does release you, the power is going to be that much greater. For four years, five years, we looked for a building. And I was mad. God, why, why are you doing me like this? God, how could you hold us back like this? God, I know you, you want to take us to that next level. You, I know you've called us to more. I know you want us to be planted firmly in this community. I know you want to do something through us. Why are you making us wait? Why aren't you giving us what we're asking for? And what I didn't realize was there was a pulling that was happening. You see, when the pulling happens, the tension builds. And as the tension builds, the power begins to increase. And in the right moment, at the right time, when God ordained it and planned it and purposed it, there will be a releasing of power. And that power will be unlike anything you ever thought was possible. I really wanted to shoot these at you, but I'm not trying to put anybody's eye out. So today, I just wanted to remind you that the pressure... The circumstances with the right attitude is potential power. And when God is ready to release it, there is an action that he asks us to take that will be power released for his purposes. And so for too long, some of you have thought God was holding you back. He was denying you. He didn't see you. And all the while, he was building tension. He was building tension because when God pulls us, eventually there's a releasing of us. Should I shoot the wall? Okay, there we go. <laughs> you guys wanted it so bad. So before we go today, I want you to watch this video. And uh, this is a video from Compassion International. We actually have an amazing opportunity. You see, 
right now they're getting ready to launch a church in Kenya and we have an opportunity to partner with them in helping launch this church. And you're going to hear a little bit about compassion. We're not going to hear specifically from the church, but here's what we're going to do as a church. We're going to partner with them to help launch this compassion site where they'll be feeding children every day, um, helping educate children, as well as having a church there that is ministering the gospel. And then in three to six months, we're going to actually be sponsoring children from that place. And I'm going to bring it back to you in about three or six months as things get off the ground there. And you're going to be able to pick a child and sponsor a child at that specific place, a church that we have helped launch and then we'll continue to have ongoing partnership with. So watch this video. I'll be right back. Jumbo, my name is Joel Masharia. In Kenya, we are in partnership with just over 450 church partners. In this period of uh, the pandemic, a lot of schools were closed, churches were closed, a lot of people lost work and uh, people are struggling to make ends meet. Children are likely to face the danger of abuse because we have many people now not working because of the challenges grown-ups are going through to make ends meet. They're likely to shift their anger on children in their environment. We worked very closely with our church partners to account for every child and every youth and to know where they are, how their families were doing. Prioritize those that uh, fell into economic hardships and could not make ends meet. We are also, uh, as local churches, coming up with creative ways of continuing to minister to the children and the youth while observing the measures that we have been given by the government. The churches are also doing home visits and they're able to talk to them, pray with them, and be able to counsel those who may be going through some difficult time uh, so that they're able to overcome their challenges. We are hearing very good stories of what uh, young people are doing, engaging, and how young people are actually keeping themselves busy in very, very positive ways. We had caregivers and youth making face masks and so and actually going out to their communities and doing education. The support you are giving, as it comes down to the children and their families, there is a lot of joy and hope. They are always praying that God will continue to actually meet the needs of our supporters because of what they are doing in helping them in their hour of need. I'd really like to thank you for being our friend and sponsoring a child and a young person in Kenya. The Lord bless you and keep you and be gracious to you and give you peace. So, I want to throw up a map of the church and compassion site that we're going to be partnering with. So this is it. So there's Kenya, Nairobi down here. This is it right here. This is the dot. That is the compassion site that we're going to be partnering with. So I, I just want to be honest with you. Not that I'm not honest with you normally. But every year we do this miracle Sunday offering. And every year the offering goes to help internally with Project Church. It's an end of the year offering and we use it to 
help cover some of the things that maybe were extra costs during the year. We use it to fund some of our big projects or, or big purchases we had to make for different um, tech, technical needs or whatever it might be. And so we always challenge our church to give at the end of the year. And it always goes back into our church. That's been our practice since year one. So I've asked you to declare a word over your year for this next year. Every time you give, every year you give, and we do it. And every year the money goes to help internally with what's happening here at Project Church. But this year I was praying. I said, God, what's my word? And God said, your word is overflow. And he said, not only that, but I want you to take the entire Miracle Sunday offering and I want you to give it away. You Every year you've used it for in-house stuff, but this year I'm asking you to trust me with an overflow. Trust me that I'm going to continue to provide for you and as a result you're going to pour out onto others. So I want you to tell your church, my church, God was saying that to me, my church, to give that we're going to give all this away so here's what we're going to do we're going to help launch this church compassion site it's going to take forty thousand dollars last year that was the entire miracle sunday offering we're going to use it to help launch this compassion site but i felt like god said caleb this is an overflow year i want you to believe for more than just that just last year i want you to believe for more so he said i want you to give ten thousand to city of refuge an organization here in Sacramento that's helping rescue girls out of trafficking, has homes, helping with after-school programs for kids in Oak Park. I want you to partner with them. I want you to give $10,000 to Convoy of Hope, an organization that's doing relief for, for events all around the world, tragic events, feeding kids every day all around the world. They're feeding over 250,000 children a day. I want you to do $5,000 for Fire Bible. Fire Bible is an organization that translates the Bible into every language. They just, I just watched a video from them. They said by 2025, if people give, we will have translated the Bible into every language known on earth. And so I want you to be a part of that, helping to translate the Bible into more language. There are people who still have not heard the name of Jesus and do not have the written word of God in their hands. And then he said, and I want you to give $2,890 to missionaries. Now, Here's what we do. As a church, we, we support 34 missionaries every month. And of those 34 missionaries, I'd say half of them have emailed me or called me during this pandemic and said, Caleb, are you going to keep supporting us? And I said, of course, why would you even have to ask? They said, because we've had dozens of churches dropping support of us because there's, we're struggling in this pandemic, because they're struggling in this pandemic. And so I said, man, what if in January, we just doubled what we normally gave them just to say, we got you, God's got you, we're behind you. So we're going to double what we normally give to every missionary that we support here at Project Church. Overflow. So I don't know what your word is for 2021. This is what I want you to do. This week, I want you, or tonight, today, maybe right now, this afternoon, tomorrow, sometime this week, I want you to get with God and get with your spouse if you have one. Say, God, what is my word for 2021? And what are you asking me to sacrificially give? In a moment of fear, what could be us holding on tight-fisted, God is saying, I want you to be open-handed. I want to release you 
for greater things. I believe we're going to have the greatest Miracle Sunday offering in Project Church history in the next couple weeks. You can give it this week, next week. That's what I'm believing for. I'm not trying to, to coerce you, force you. If this is your first time, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to our church family. But this is an opportunity to be the church. When, when the pressure is on, I believe the church of Christ was meant to rise. The church of Christ was meant to step up. And so this is my challenge to us, church, that we would be generous. Not because we have to, but because we get to. Like the church in Macedonia, in a severe test of affliction, they gave. God is raising faith in this place. Faith is rising in our hearts. And that's why as a church, we want to just give it away. I said this in the 9 a.m. and I didn't say it in 11. If you're watching online or if you're in the room, we've already been helping people, families that need help with Christmas presents. We're helping people in our church who need help just keeping their lights on, paying bills. I want to tell you right now, if you need help, if you're in our church and you need help, email us today. We will help you this week. Info at projectchurch.com because that is what the church does. It takes care of its own. And so if you need help, you let us know and I, I promise you we will help meet a need. So church, can we be generous today? Can we declare something greater over our future, over our lives? You can give online anytime. Click the Miracle Offering Sunday uh, drop-down button online on the Church Center app, however you do it. But I'm believing for an overflow. But not only that, I'm believing over your life that the pressure you're feeling is going to be a releasing of your purpose. That God isn't pushing you he's not holding you back he's loading you you're locked and loaded and he's getting ready to release you in power for the great things that he has in store for you can we stand to our feet church across this place i want us to sing a song of declaration but before we do i want you all to bow your heads close your eyes if you're in this room you say caleb i need jesus I've never given my life to Jesus or I've been running from Jesus. I've turned my back on Jesus. You're online and you're one of those people that has run from God. And today, the power of Jesus Christ has spoken to you that he has a purpose for you, that he wants to release you. If you're here and you need Jesus in this place, I want you to lift your hand right now. Go ahead. You want to receive Jesus for the first time. Yeah, hands going up all around the room. Come on, church. Give God some praise. That's what it's about. Online, if that's you, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Everybody here, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive us. We're broken, imperfect, but we ask that you would take our lives and use them for your purposes. Load us. We feel the pressure, but may our perspective turn it into power released. We receive you, Jesus, as our Savior, and we love you in your name. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise in this place. Before we go, I didn't know if the ladies were going to come help me. We're going to sing one last song. Can we let this be our declaration that we believe that God is getting ready to release some power through us in this world? Come on, lift your voices with us, church. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Project Church podcast. We pray and hope that this message encouraged you built you up and gave you life. 
We want to ask that you would invest right now in what God is doing here in downtown Sacramento. We've just recently moved in to our all-new building in the waterfront, Old Sacramento District. We want to ask you, if you'd like to give, you can go to projectchurch.com forward slash give to invest. Let's see all that God can do through us.